You're listening to the really useful podcast, the tech podcast for technophobes. That might be you or it might be someone you know. So hopefully what we're about to talk about, which is largely to do with Black Friday, should appeal. I'm Christian Colley from MakeUseOf.com and I'm joined by James Frew. Hello, James. Hey, Christian. How's it going? It, it continues to go. What about you? Yes. Yeah, pretty good. I heard that you have been looking at the Google Stadia over the weekend. Yes, I have. There's a review coming up on Make Use of this week, hopefully, depending on a couple of elements of timing. And yeah, this is the new games console without the games console from Google. And it is, when it's working, it's really good. Uh, unfortunately, it's a bit faffy to get working. And uh, hopefully this is something that they will iron out. But uh, yeah, I've a uh, two-player game. You basically, you get a Google Chromecast Ultra and a Wi-Fi controller. Yeah. And then you use a mobile app to sync it all up. Uh, you pay, um, I got the Founders Edition, which gives you three free months of subscription access. And it's then it's uh, $8.99 or $9.99 a month for pro access or you can just get the base subscription which just lets you play the games you've already got at basic settings uh because it's got a chromecast ultra you can play it 4k uh with 60 fps uh, mm. frames per second you get 5.1 dolby surround hdr and um you also get a free game uh presumably every month uh so you get that if you get the base option then you just get 1080p and uh stereo sound you don't get the free game although you still get 60 frames per second now it's i mean it's, it's quite good I and mean, all that bit of it is quite good but it's the the thing whereby the, the actual setup has proved frustrating it took me over a day to get it up and running which was a bit of a pain yeah considering that this is so this is the first time like there's been a gaming streaming device really and certainly from one of the major manufacturers and major tech companies so you'd expect that they'd have made it like really seamless that you can just take it out of the box and play yeah but if you're having to spend a couple of days setting it up i mean that's that's no good is it it's not a very good christmas present get it out of the box spend the next couple of days by the new no. year you could be playing yeah exactly by new year yeah yeah no, you're, you're absolutely right it, it does need to be a lot uh, more seamless than it has been for me and you know there's been a lot of talk about this has been suggestions well i mean essentially a beta launch and you know there's features missing that were promised there's the kind of disastrous ama on reddit uh, earlier in november i mean alternatively you could say well they brought it out a week earlier than promised yeah and they've added games to the initial rotor and when it works and you've got to, you did need to be sort of if you want the full the full streaming um you know top quality streaming you do need to be um on a connection of about 35 megabit per second the minimum yeah. spec is 10 i was running on 45 so it was running really really well for us and yeah. the controllers are wi-fi and they con connect directly to the stadia server which reduces latency and lag. Right, okay uh, if you play through your tv you can also play through your pc but you need to connect the controller via usb yeah. Um, it doesn't work so well through the browser to be honest with you i got a lot of uh, lag so i think the advantage is also the chromecast ultra has ethernet 
And I think right, okay. you've got that plugged in, that's solving a lot of the lag and latency issues for you right there and then. Whereas if you're playing on a laptop or a Wi-Fi, it's not going to do that. You probably need the yeah. connection. It's interesting the controllers go straight to Wi-Fi. I didn't know that before. So Because that, that's one of the main problems, isn't it? If you're waiting for something from the server to get to you, then you press a button, it has to go back to your TV and then back to the server and then register it. That's where some of the lag comes in. So I guess that's how they've solved some of these yeah. latency issues, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's a clever way of doing it, but, you know, the whole thing just needs to be better out of the box than it is yeah. at the moment. That's the basic takeaway from this. Um, but we're not going to dwell on this. It, it might be that Google dropped the price for Black Friday, which is why we're really here to talk about Black Friday, mm -hmm. um, which we will get to in a moment. I'm just going to give you a quick Samsung tablet update. Um, the ongoing saga. The ongoing saga, it's going on. There's more episodes of this than there's to Star Wars. It's, uh, yeah, it is now, I don't know how long it's been now. I think it's seven weeks, maybe getting on for eight weeks. Um, but the, the gist of it is now I've actually sent it away to Samsung and I'm expecting, uh, this happened on Friday, I'm expecting a receipt today saying we've got it and I'm expecting it back by sort of middle of next week, hopefully in a working order. Do you think they might just end up going, ah, this is too much effort and replacing it with a new one? Yeah, to be honest, I wouldn't mind if they replaced it. I just, I want a tablet to use. And yeah. I paid a lot of money for that tablet. So it doesn't have to be that tablet, it just be, has to be a good tablet that does the same things. Yeah. So, basically. Yeah, because I guess you're not particularly, because most of your services will be in the cloud and things like that. It's not like you've got a load of things stored on the tablet, I'd guess. Uh, no, I've, well, I've got stuff stored in the cloud. I think I might have mentioned this last week. I can't seem to access some of the stuff in the cloud from another device because they're Samsung-only apps. Ah, uh, the Samsung stuff, yeah. I yeah. remember when I had the Galaxy S3. That was way back when. But I remember them having all their own versions of literally every other service yeah. that everyone else already has. <laughs> but it locks yeah. you in because the device kind of ties into it and it all syncs totally. together and things. Yeah, yeah so I've got a note. I used the note-taking app because I got a, a really nice stylus with the tablet. And yeah. it, um, I've got a lot of notes, like a lot of notes. Mm. I've got like journal entries and stuff that I, like if my actual physical journal isn't at hand, then I just use the tablet instead. Mm. I've got ideas jotted down in there. I've got all sorts in there. And I'm, most of the time I use Google Keep. But when I'm using the tablet, I tend to... You mostly use that because it's got a screen off option as well. So you can just right. double tap the screen with a stylus and then write in black and oh, white. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. 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 So I, I tend to use that quite a lot. So, yeah, we'll just see what happens, I suppose. I'm philosophical about it now, really. Mm. <laughs> I suppose after this long, you have to just kind of accept the situation you're in. Yeah. You're kind of beyond frustration and just to the point of, okay, it's just going to go on forever. Well, hopefully, hopefully not. Maybe, maybe by the time you record the next podcast you'll have a new one or at least the old one back well yeah because yeah i mean good 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 idea for bringing that up actually james because this is the last podcast of 2019 from the really useful podcast team uh we will be back in february i think it'll be early february for the next run of episodes uh by which time you've hopefully picked up some bargains for christmas or earlier at black friday and that's really why we're uh, why we've gathered here today to take a look at Black Friday, and we're going to um, we're going to basically find you, give you some ideas of where to find Black Friday deals, how to make sure it's a bargain, how to make sure it's not a scam, 
Uh, we'll also be looking at some specific type of deals that we've um, spotted. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's the general uh, idea behind today's show. Uh, James looks after a lot of the um, the buying guides at makeuseof.com. So you've kind of got a bit more of an insight on Black Friday than I do, I'm assuming. Yeah, well, we've been updating, busily updating a lot of gift guides and buying guides centered around Black Friday. Um, so this year it falls on November the 29th, which is obviously a Friday. And But the biggest difference this year is unlike previous years, retailers have tried to extend their sales over a couple of weeks rather mm. than just the day or the weekend. So you've actually got some deals for Black Friday that are already live and ready to go. And so you don't have to wait until the Friday. And you, to be honest, you'll probably see a lot of these deals extend out into the middle of December. Um, so really, this is more of the beginning of the shopping period for the holidays rather than just a specific uh, shopping event for Black Friday. But it does mean that you can really start to dig into some things, get ready for Christmas, that kind of stuff. It's not just looking for specific deals on the day itself. Yeah. So it's not a Friday anymore. And it's not even Cyber Monday anymore. It's actually start sort of mid-November based on yeah. what I've seen recently and stretches out towards Christmas. I don't know why they don't just call it Christmas. Yeah, I mean, so this <laughs> happened because originally Black Friday was one day and it became very busy. And as this has gone on and more people have wanted to shop on Black Friday, it's become a bigger and bigger part of the sort of Christmas preparations for retailers. But obviously having one day where, you know, you get 90% of your income for November and December is incredibly stressful for the supply chains. And so it's really difficult to move products around. It's difficult to get them dispatched. It's difficult just to manage that influx of activity over just a day or two. So they started spreading it out. But yeah, what we are kind of seeing is a return to more traditional Christmas shopping period rather than having a spike at the end of November and then kind of nothing for the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah. Funny, funny how things uh, develop. Uh, I was um, looking on the Lego website over the weekend, and if you're a member mm-hmm. of Lego.com, they have a VIP program, and they were offering a nice free gift of a Lego Christmas tree. Yeah, only about you know six inches tall uh, for spends of 120 pounds. Now history shows me. That that's the like they've done this in previous years. They probably do that kind of thing going into Black Friday. Yeah. They've also, if you're a fan of Lego, they've also. Uh, I know that there's going to be a reduction on the big UCS Millennium Falcon. Oh, that's quite exciting because that's yeah. that's a pretty pricey kit. Yeah, it? it's like seven hundred, eight hundred quid. So I, mm. I don't know what that is in dollars. Whether it translates exactly into like as yeah, you know, or whether it's a bit more. But I know that, yeah, they're doing that. So they're knocking that by, I think it was 30 or 40% off. So that's an enormous saving, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and there's a few of those types of kits that are retiring as well. But anyway, we're not here to talk about Lego. Um, <laughs> we, we've uh, prepared some links for Make Use Of for you to consider. Um, Black Friday and Cyber Monday and the whole shopping period right now, it kind of can be quite stressful, not just on supply chains, but also to you. And finding things that you want to buy rather than being overwhelmed is difficult. Uh, So we've got a great little list here of curators. Um, Black Friday curators to help you find the best deals for online and offline shopping. Uh, So uh, this is a list by Mihir Patkar. And 
it gives you um, five to check out. Now, this, along with everything else that we've talked about so far, will be in the show notes of this week's really useful podcast. Uh, so we've got um, BF Ads, which scans all Black Friday ads to help you find stuff that you might be interested in finding. We've got the Black Friday, which is a thing that highlights deals for Black Friday from across the web. We've got Clark Deals, which um, is an edited picked money saving service. We've got Love the Sales, which is uh, gives you clothes shopping um, bargains. And we've got Deal Spotter and a Reddit site, uh, Black Friday, a subreddit, uh, which is um, basically people get together and spot deals and share them. The thing is, these are great. And if there's something very specific that you're looking for, then they can help. However, I do wonder if it's just more noise to get through if you're kind of vaguely looking yeah see that's the difficulty with black friday is that there's so many things to look at that browsing becomes a bit challenging so probably the best thing that you can do for black friday is to make yourself a list of the things that you want so whether that's something vague like oh i want a new laptop or whether it's something very specific like i want a apple watch if you make a list, then you can use these sites more effectively because you can say, look for a deal for this very specific thing, and then you can go and find it and buy it and save some money. The other thing that tends to happen with Black Friday is because there's a lot of savings, you can get maybe slightly drawn in. And this happens to all of us. You know, you see something and it says 50% off and you go, oh, wow, like I would never have bought this before. But because it's so cheap, I mean, why not? Yeah. And that's not necessarily the best way to shop because you end up with products that either don't fit exactly what you need or you didn't need in the first place and you just end up with sort of clutter or spending money that you didn't want to. So I think the best thing is to to know what you want going into these sales and then to look for those things specifically. Um, I should also add that um, alongside these curators, we have also put together our own list of the best Black Friday deals. So these are things that we think will resonate with our readers and listeners the most. Um, so a lot of it's tech related, but uh, there's some other bits and pieces that are kind of tangentially related as well. So that will be linked in the show notes and is also linked at the the end of this uh, curators list as well. So be sure to check that out because we're going to be updating that over the next week and two weeks across Black Friday too. Yeah, there's some great stuff on there. Cameras, headphones, speakers, computers, laptops, phones, um, Amazon-only stuff like the Kindle Paperwhite, which has 35% off, Fire TV Stick, 50% off, uh, the, the new Google, I beg your pardon, the new Amazon Echo Show 5, which is 45% off. That's a massive discount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. gadgets, toys, vacuum cleaners. Uh, we've got VPN deals going on. There's a few in that list. I've got a few more that I'm uh, looking after myself as well. Yeah. Um, there's going to be one from CyberGhost and one from Proton VPN. I think I'm right in saying. Yes, because you have your own list, don't you? So the, there's the more hardware-focused one that I've curated for the site, yeah. and then I think Christian's got his own very specific VPN deals, and that one's great if you're after. See, that's something that you are most likely to buy for yourself and maybe yeah. friends and family, but that's something that it's a great time to invest because they offer enormous discounts on these VPNs around this time of year. Absolutely do. Absolutely right. So, yeah, some, uh, head over to that link in the show notes to check out some... Uh, tip top black friday deals i'm trying to use the phrase tip top a lot i feel it's gone out of fashion <laughs> are you on a single-handed mission to bring it back then i am absolutely yeah, yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, now, um, how do you make sure your Black Friday deal is a massive bargain, James? Uh, Gavin Phillips has actually uh, addressed this. Um, I'm going to give you a quick rundown and then James can give us a bit of feedback on this. So the first thing to do is to check the price history and the tools that you can do this, such as Camel, Camel, Camel and Price Runner. Uh, you can check Black Friday price comparison sites as well to make sure it's where you're looking is the best value at that point. And also check the RRP, uh, the recommended retail price. Should give you an idea of how much it should go for. Although that's a little bit vague these days because there's so many different pricing structures. Yeah. Um, check Black Friday qualifying offers as well. Uh, you realize on close inspection that the price is only available if you purchase another product. Uh, a lot of uh, bricks and mortars retailers have been doing this over the past few years as well. Um, giving you the option to buy something at a crazy price, but only if you've bought something else alongside it. Um, and set a budget and targets for what you want. That's always important to have a budget. And also use Black Friday price alerts to uh, help you find what you're looking for when it hits the price that you want. Uh, what do you think of that lot, James? Yep, I think they're all very good bits of advice. I think the the main ones for me are looking at the price history and looking to make sure if it's actually a good deal by looking at its um, the RRP as well. The difficulty with the RRP, and this is something that is across most retailers, but is particularly prevalent with Amazon, is that they will always say the list price and it has a number scored out and then another price underneath. Yeah. And if you actually look at Amazon's price history, you will see that pretty much every single product is never sold at that price and may never have been sold at that price. So it's quite a manipulative way to show the pricing because the recommended retail price is often set by the manufacturer or it may even be called the manufacturer's retail price. They're kind of guide prices, but that doesn't mean that it's ever been sold at that price. So Amazon may have been selling it at 20% off that RRP the entire time. So then if there's another 5% off, it's not necessarily a good deal. Um, and so those are the kind of things I think you need to keep in mind because there is a lot of manipulation, especially online, to try and convince you to buy things that you didn't think you needed because they're on a sale or on a deal. So the most important thing you can do is, I think, have a list, make sure you know what you want going into Black Friday, have a budget, as Gavin said, but then also before you click to buy, just double check, make sure that you actually are happy that this is a good deal and not just something that's slightly manipulating you into getting excited and buying the product. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, I don't know about you, James, I'm actually heading out into the wild world of um, city centre shopping later oh, this Oh, dear. Week. Oh, dear. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a great fan of it, but... There are certain places where I will put up with it. Um, one of them is where we're going this week, which is York. Yeah. In North, uh, in in Yorkshire, in the UK. And, you know, you've got beautiful, beautiful kind of architecture, classical architecture, dating back centuries. And you have some nice, cool little shops. You know, they filmed some of the Harry Potter movies. Yeah. Parts of York. Um, so, you know, you've got, there's, there's plenty of eye candy if that's what you want on top of the shopping um I, I i wonder whether i will end up spending more by shopping on foot and being slightly a reluctant shopper than if i was sat at home clicking on my computer and i suspect i would spend more at home yeah 
Do you think there's, there's anything in this from a from a you know, from an online marketing point of view? I think there's two things to consider. The first is obviously when you're online, this purchase doesn't feel real. You know, you don't have it in your hand. It's very easy to spend money because it doesn't feel as though you're doing it. So you click a button, but you're always clicking buttons. You're always doing stuff online. You may enter your credit card details quite often online. And until the product arrives, you don't think about it. You don't necessarily know that you've bought it because it's not there with you. So you are may be liable to spend more money. The reverse to that is that the operating costs for online businesses are far reduced comparatively to, you know, bricks and mortar shops. Mm-hmm. So, you know, bricks and mortar shops have to have employees. They have to have the rent, the electricity, all the kind of fixed costs that come with having a physical space. So the products tend to be a bit more expensive uh, in real life than they are online. So you could also argue that you might end up spending more in than if you were looking for deals online. So it's kind of a it's a balancing act between I think it still comes back to knowing what you want and being comfortable with finding the price that you're willing to pay for it. Yeah, that's a fair enough point, I suppose. Do you have your eye on anything for Black Friday then? Um I don't actually no. I've I don't think I need anything. Like there's a there's a temptation to buy a couple of expensive items. Like I would really like a new uh, set of speakers or a soundbar for my main computer. But in reality, like I already have a Taltronics one, which does the job. So I could spend, you know, it, the ones I've been eyeing up are sort of like nearly a thousand dollars, that kind of price range. And I don't think I'm I'm ready to spend that kind of price because the Taltronics one I got actually on Amazon Prime Day last year, so that would be 2018, for about fifty dollars. So it was incredibly good value, and um, I don't think spending nearly you know ten or fifteen times that would dramatically in- increase my uh, my enjoyment. Fair but what about you? Um, well, I don't. I, I basically I have a wish list. If I spot anything that coincides, then there might be a purchase but you know this t- i'm really looking for other people this time of day and yeah as much as my wife and i love cooking and spending time in the kitchen i'm very loath to buy my wife a set of pots and pans for obvious reasons right yeah you know so um i was gonna buy you a new food mixer because she started kind of baking cakes for money so yeah. i was gonna buy a nice sort of big industrial mixer um but her grand gave her an, her her old one um, so we've now got two kind of medium-sized ones. So that's kind yeah. of gone out the window, that idea. So, yeah, it depends. If I spot something that's going to get used, then that's basically what I, I aim for, things yeah. that we're actually going to use rather than things that ultimately end up as trinkets. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. I should also note, actually, because you brought up a good point there, that there are things that are not typical Black Friday products that will also be discounted around the holiday. So when we think of Black Friday, we tend to think of sort of consumer tech products, so headphones, laptops, that kind of thing, right? And that's what it became known for, especially the TVs. But nowadays you can find discounts on pretty much anything. Yeah. So don't feel like if you have a product that's not in the consumer tech area, it won't be on sale because it probably will be. Nearly everyone is offering sales on pretty much any type of product just to try and uh, drive that spending in the run up to Christmas. And that's particularly true in the US uh, this year, because I think if I, I'm remembering this from memory, so I, I think I'm right in saying this, 
but the last quarter showed a slight dip in consumer spending. So the retailers are probably going to be a little bit anxious to make sure that people still come in and buy products in the run-up to Christmas, which is typically their, their most profitable time of year. So I imagine that the deals will be on everything and will probably extend out all the way to Christmas as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely worth mentioning that. Um, I uh, I think not last year, but the year before, I spent a few quid on things for Kerry, my wife, on Black Friday, and it was all kind of like makeup and chocolates, yeah. basically. So, yeah, it's definitely worth keeping an eye out for things like that. Okay, uh, we're going to move on to just a, a look at, some of the risks to do with Black Friday. But before we do that, a quick reminder, uh, if you leave us reviews on iTunes, and that helps us to find new listeners, uh, basically tells other iTunes listeners that this is a good podcast. And just to give you an example of such a review, uh, this one from a year ago uh, on Stitcher, which says, two fellas talk about what tech news is important to technophobes, then offer some productivity tips. Top format. Don't know why no one ever thought of this before. That's a pretty got, positive review. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't. Uh, otherwise, we wouldn't have done it. Um, but, you know, <laughs> that's the kind of thing. And, you know, if you um, leave us a, co- a comment like that, or if you want to drop us an email, we will read the email out, and we will uh, we will name you, should you want to be named, uh, <laughs> and read your comment out on the show. Now... I and before we get before we do move on to the last section, I just want to repeat reiterate that we are going to be taking a break for a couple of months. Um, but you know, we've got this is our fourth run of episodes, and you've got an awful lot to choose from if you want to delve into the back catalogue. Uh, we've we've looked at things like Chromebook parental controls recently, um, how to play games on a Mac better, how to boot Windows 10 in safe mode, how to make your router faster for a better internet connection whether you can trust huawei um yeah there's such a lot for you to get through there are 44 podcasts this one included for you to check out so um if you're running into a um a moment of um, boredom or seclusion during the coming two months um check check out some of our back catalog um but before you go shopping for black friday there is something that you need to be aware of. You are looking for bargains on Black Friday. The shops are looking for customers on Black Friday and hackers are looking for victims. Is that dramatic enough, do you think? It was pretty dramatic, yeah. I yeah. think we can stick okay. with that one. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so um, we've uh, compiled a list, uh, courtesy of Philip Bates, of seven scams that you should watch out for on Black Friday and Cyber Monday. And these are kind of general scams, basically that tend to be repurposed at this time of year so you have the bait and switch which is um, basically not too difficult different to what i've already um given you an impression of retailers use cyber criminals dangle expensive items in front of your eyes ask you to enter a draw whatever oh there's a chance for winning here you give them some details and they have your information or they send you something completely different and they've taken a bit of cash off you that is a lot more than what the items worth. Then there's fake gift cards. So James. Uh, I was just going to say on that one that it's sort of tangentially related. So it's not so much a scam as you will sometimes find that you think, um, say the HP Spectre laptop. So it's called the HP Spectre X360, for instance. 
but then it'll have a very long model number that you probably won't remember off the top of your head. Now, that model number represents a very particular setup of that laptop. So the laptop is like buying a car, so it'll be the Ford Focus, for example, but then there's loads of different variations on it. And what sometimes happens is that retailers will have very specific variants of that laptop or device or whatever that isn't quite the same as the one that you imagine it to be. Yeah. And so it may be slightly lower powered, and that's the reason that it's cheaper. So it's not because it's been reduced, it's because it's a different laptop. So yeah. when you're looking at these things, just make sure that you're checking that it is the exact product that you think it is with the right specifications, um, because this happens quite regularly, that they will brand a very uh, lower powered device with the same number, but with a different model number, just so that they can then claim it's a discount or on a deal over Black Friday. Yeah, yeah, good tip, good tip that actually, yes. Uh, almost happened to me a couple of times. Uh, back to this list. Um, there is, you probably come across fake gift cards um, and they're particularly popular at this time of year. They come usually via email or Facebook links or WhatsApp messages. And the idea is that you give them your details and then they give you like a massive gift card, like $250, for example. Uh, that's not going to happen. Uh, you're just giving your details away for free. Don't do that. Um, fake Facebook pages um, is a scam in which um, it's kind of like farming. So scammers promise free MacBook gifts and other Black Friday discounts. And then once enough messages have reached enough profiles, the page changes to give a different product. Kind of a, a variation of what we've already looked at earlier. And it's basically, I, I think if you're going to be shopping on Facebook, um, maybe you've, you're getting shopping wrong. So, I mean, there are some places like, um, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's, is it Facebook Marketplace, which is kind of like a, yeah, a swap yeah. shop. Uh, where you can sort of find things in your local area, that's a good place to do things. But as long as you're careful. Yeah. Um, but if you're trying to do like the bulk of your online shopping through Facebook, it's yeah, it's likely to be filled with scams and various frauds and things like that. It's better to if you're going to be doing shopping, it's better to stick to the more traditional websites. I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then we move on to delivery and shipping frauds and email scams. And this, this can kick you in two ways. This can be like you've bought something from a bad guy unwittingly and they don't sell it, send it. Or you're getting emails claiming to be from UPS or FedEx or DHL or whatever with an attachment that could be a virus or um lucky computers ransomware um there's a lot of these at the moment i do you know what i was checking my spam emails um quite regularly recently um which ties back to what we talked about originally because i was looking for the activation yeah. code for stadia and <laughs> um, they the number of spam emails i'm getting now is absolutely incredible i mean i thought a few years ago there, there was a big push by Google, wasn't it? To sort of like defeat spam. And yeah. there was kind of success for this at some point. But I was checking through this. I was getting spam email messages like every two minutes. That's absolutely incredible. Yeah. yeah. Now, in there is, I mean, kind of, there's some mitigating circumstances here because I do use a particular email account for kind of sign ups and online shopping and things. But even so, that is a huge amount of spam messages to have to wade through when you're looking for something that shouldn't be in spam. Yeah. So. Um, I don't know if it's related, but uh, so at the time of recording last week, um, the 
security website, Have I Been Pawned, uh, uploaded, I think it was a database of 1.6 million leaked email addresses. I uh, Sorry, 1.6 billion. 1.6 billion, billion. Yeah. So, so it was an enormous amount of email addresses. Um, and since they've recently come into the public space, it's possible that that list has been picked up somewhere else and that could, could account for it. Um, possible, yeah. But I'd also recommend that if because that's such a huge volume of email addresses, I would recommend going to the website, Have I Been Pawned, and uh, putting your email address in to, to check to see if you were a victim of it. He's not just talking to me. No, 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 no. This is this is for everybody. This is for all the listeners. <laughs> I mean, it's probably worthwhile for Christian too. But uh, Yeah, probably will. Yeah, I think yeah. this is more of a general point. I probably will. Uh, so, yeah, you should also check returns policies when you're ordering online. Um, regardless of what time it is, the time of year it is. Although bearing in mind, Black Friday's almost a month before Christmas, and you could find that you've bought the wrong thing on the run up, run up to Christmas and need to get a change, and find that you can't because actually the shops are closed at Christmas. Uh, so get your timing right, and you have the right to take your items back within usually a month, depending on where you are. Um, and obviously, if you're buying online then there's a difference in whether or not you're going to be able to do that. So you need to use the online uh, facility provided by the retailer to sort of like hit those targets. Now, over Christmas, take Amazon. They extend the policy, uh, so you can probably take it through to January the 31st, but that doesn't include third parties. So you do need to be really careful about returns periods and policies when you're buying online generally and uh, pricing strategies employed kind of goes back to what james was saying earlier about how prices change and how you should use things like camel 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 to check the prices and how they've changed how they're developed and whether or not what you what you're getting the enough bang for your buck with your cyber monday and black friday dollar yeah. um so in the uk we have um the regulators have been quite strict on this but what's happened is that so say there's a big um a kind of equivalent to best buy in the uk called uh, curry's pc world and in the run-up to these kind of deals what they do is they hike their price up for a couple of weeks to the minimum which is i think it's two weeks maybe three weeks where it has to be at the higher price and then they say the price has come down but that's not technically true i mean it is but prior to that three-week period, it was probably at the same price before. So they're able to advertise it as a discount when they only were able to do that because they pushed the price up artificially just before the deal period. So it's always worth double-checking for these kind of things. I got this laptop during the deal period from Cruise PC World. That's not to say that every deal is bad, um, but it's always worth double-checking just to be sure that you're yeah. you're getting something worthwhile Absolutely. And I mean, if you're buying electronics, if you're buying something like a laptop, as, as James mentioned earlier, with the kind of um, different specs and everything, just take your time. Don't make it an impulse buy. Yes. And the, some websites will even try and pressure you into saying like, oh, you've got to complete this transaction in five minutes or whatever. Those kind of tactics are designed to make it very difficult for you to actually assess whether it's a good deal or not. And I would suggest personally that if you end up on a site that's trying to pressure you into a sale, take a step back from it, and because it's probably not what it seems if they're trying to make you make that decision too quickly. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I think that is a very good tip to end this week's really useful podcast on. James, what do you say? I think that sounds great. 
Excellent. So, uh, in this week's really useful podcast, we've um, given you a bit of news about Google Stadia uh, and looked at a whole host of Black Friday things. Curators for finding the best deals online, how to find massive bargains, uh, scams to watch out for, and some deals and where you can find uh, details about Black Friday deals. As James mentioned, Black Friday's really turned into um, Black Week, Black Fortnight, Black Month. Uh, so so it'll know, extend out it'll extend out until like august to yeah. april next well, year well, but by my <laughs> reckoning 2024 is going to be black 2024 yeah <laughs> just uh, discounts the entire year yeah 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 it's, it's got it's just it's a, a exponential increase in um, the the time of uh, black friday's as period is it's got to be that big at some point uh so um check the show notes as ever for everything we've spoken about in this week's really useful podcast remember that we're uh, taking a couple of months off uh, so a very happy christmas and all those other celebrations at this time of year to you have a great 2020 as well we'll see you then in february and if you want more from me and the team uh, there's a huge back catalog of uh, 43 other episodes for you to enjoy and share and learn we hope until next time it's goodbye from us. Bye.